right, welcome to Old School Jank. You are Dave Kohler, JR Jackson with you guys tonight. Uh, old School brought to you by uh, Too Strong Coffee. Dot com slash tyt. I could never get it on the camera. On the camera, there you go. Something like oh, that. Oh, nice. not bad, not bad. Nice. That's an. Uh, I think you still get the free mug on the if you order three bags. Twostrongcoffee.com slash tyt. They're uh, also doing a sale and uh, of eighteen percent. So I think you need to panic. Uh, and uh, and I think they're also giving away eighteen uh, percent to uh, women's causes because of. And event there's I'm typing in right now to see if they uh, and I typed it wrong. Too strong. I, I misspelled coffee. I'm trying to see if that 18% sale is still on if I'm lying to you or not. No, women's equality day. Boom. Giving it women's causes because of women's equality, 18% off site wide. I don't understand how why you wouldn't take advantage. All right. They'd be crazy not to. And they give money to progressive causes. They have lovely mugs. You get it. Okay, so Guys, I'm thinking of, uh, uh, by the way, also shoptyt.com. Get my dad's book, The Original Young Turk. That was actually out as opposed to mine. Um, So uh, there's two things I want to start with. One is pet peeves, uh, which I think you guys would be perfect for, JR. If you used to give me two guys with pet peeves, I'd say JR Jackson and Dave Cole. (laughs) And I happen to have it on my list anyway, so it's going to be great. But I'm gonna start with a little bit of culture slash politics, the stuff we've always been talking about because I can't help myself. So I've got two got fun things too, Jenk. So we're gonna we oh, have a lot do? of good stuff. Okay, oh yeah, great. oh yeah. Yeah, give me give me a preview of the your two. Um, fun. one of them is a 43 year old man in his porn collection. Put it that way. Huh. And um, the other one is is more. The more Ricky Strom and uh, uh, old school sports type of thing, but it's not just about like the balls and strikes, but it's definitely about the Mets. Since you guys are those East Coast New Jersey guys, it's close enough to home for you guys. I think you might be able to relate, especially since you're old school baseball guys. I think you guys don't watch baseball like you used to, but this might actually interest you a little bit more. Yeah, no, that uh, I, I, I'm in. It's an old school topic. And the 43 year old guy in his porn, everybody. Porn. <laughs> Come on. Let's be honest about it. Um, so we don't have a lot of people. It's old school. Um, so um, so this guy got fired. Uh, let me tell you who he is. Daniel Darling. Uh, he was with the National Religious Broadcasters, and I don't know if you guys have seen this story, but he got fired for saying that he took the vaccine and he encourages others to take it uh, to save their lives. And uh, you think like, really? Did he really get fired for that, or was it like something else? And just timing of he happened to write a USA Today op-ed about it and go on Morning Joe. Um, and no, um, religion news services put out a statement saying that he would not, quote, not admit his pro vaccine statements were mistaken. Mm. Um, because they're not. Um, okay, so. I can't stop talking about this, guys, because I'm so amazed by it and I'm so infuriated by it. I'm so everything by it. I mean, look, if we ever get back to sanity, this is a moment in time that they'll look back and go, wow, can you imagine what they believed and what a giant percentage, et cetera. Or maybe that's not true. Number one, maybe we never get back to sanity. And number two, maybe we're never sane in the first place. And that's why I brought it up tonight, at least. So, let me start with you, Dave. Uh, 
have we always been this crazy and we just didn't know <laughs> it? And somehow this kind of oh, like turned over the rock and showed us the insanity of humanity. Well, if we've always been this crazy and didn't know, we didn't know it. There was no opportunity to kind of test this craziness that I can think of where there was something that everyone should do for their own good and for society's good. And then a whole bunch of people just refuse and make up reasons why. I don't, I can't think of in you know my knowledge of my decades on earth where, where we were in such a situation. So, so this is, it seems new to me. Yeah, okay, so I'm not the one who took the crazy pill on that one either. Like like we all knew humanity, it's a little broken, right? Or maybe it's 40% broken, but this this is this is different, man. Well, it's, this is the problem. The, yeah. This is part of the problem, I think. So the thing is, is humanity's always been crazy. You know, people always say like, oh man, I never seen racism get so bad or sexism. It's always been bad. It's just we're able to see it more. You know, like even police brutality. It gets filmed more because everyone has a little computer in their hand every day. So anyone can break out their computer and film it happening. It's always been happening. It's just we're able to see it more now. So now the thing is, is call me old man, but it's social media. Now, social media is very beneficial. It connects a lot of people. It also connects a lot of crazy people. So previous to this, you may have your little cabal of people in one small town and who goes nowhere, you know, Nebraska. And then they say their stuff to each other and then they they kind of generate it among 15 people and it kind of dies out or they die out. Now, in this case, we got enough people across the world. Anybody, nobody's randoms, crazies, people looking to benefit, take advantage of, they all communicate now. And now they're giving each other enough of like this, they're generating energy around each other to think, oh no, I'm not crazy anymore. I'm not the crazy one. They're everywhere, but they're not all crazy, but they're now communicating and they're giving each other this, this these feelings of, Oh yeah, I can kick someone out of their job because I have enough people I don't know who've galvanized and supported my insane message online for me to feel comfortable doing this type of stuff now. So social media has connected all kinds of people, including the crazies, and the crazies are now like motivated. And now they can collect, they can go meet in Santa Monica and talk crazy to each other and say random things and never go, yeah, that's right, that's right. No, it's not right, it's not right, but there's enough people that aren't right that tell them that they're right, and now we've got a huge problem because there's a complete alternate reality for whatever reason. For many of these people, do it for they all do it for different reasons, but it, it comes to one conclusion: they all can think that it's now right when they're not. Yeah, no, no, you're you're definitely right about that. They're validating one another, um, and and so they don't seem like the only crazy person in their hometown anymore. All of a sudden, they're like, "What do you mean? There's hundreds of us, thousands of us who all think the same thing. We can't all be crazy." Well. I got bad news for you. <laughs> it turns out you can. Yeah, I think JR's analysis is is largely right, also. But that's blaming social media has been very common in the past five to ten years for all sorts of things, and there's good reason for that. But I gotta think there's something more because life existed before social media. There were good movements in society before social media, and bad movements, and people got together, and people. United for a cause across wide geographic areas, all before social media existed. Sure. So, so there's got to be something else going. Yeah. On. No. I, so let me try here because I'm trying to get. This is not a usual TYT statement segment where we're mad at him and frustrated and yelling at him, or <laughs> and sometimes we sympathize, but not that often anymore. But 
Um, no, I'm trying to get to the heart of it. So Dave is also right, which leads to the conclusion that um, it's the culture, right? And uh, and it does, there's in America used to have more of a monolithic culture for at least a pocket of time, where we were all watching the same three television stations. And I think that set our culture. And I think we were united in World War II because there was a draft, and we all. From all different walks of life and races, etc., went into the same cause and were next to each other in the trenches, and we talked to each other. So the kid from Brooklyn understood the kid from Kansas and and California, etc., right? And so that created a common culture. Now the culture has become not just bifurcated, but split into almost a multiverse, if you will, if you're a Marvel <laughs> comic universe fan. And 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 so there's a this. Award-winning book written by Orhan Pamuk, who is a Turkish writer, and it was it's called Snow. And I think he it was an actual phenomenon that he took and and then turned into a fiction, a novel. And it was a group of girls who started committing suicide in North Eastern Turkey, and and the more that they were in the news for committing suicide, the more girls committed suicide. Right, so. I mean, I mean, that's a hell of a thing. That's why the book was super interesting and it won a whole bunch of awards. I think I think you might have won a Nobel for that. Um, but um, th- that leads me to a couple of conclusions. One, some sort of media that sets the culture is critical. Number two, humans are enormously suggestible, right? I don't know if that's the right term. Um, open to suggestion and. And so when they see other people doing it, to JR's point, now they're seeing it in social media. We've broken up into smaller clusters of communities and cultures. Um, it's so self-validating and self-perpetuating that it's hard to penetrate it. You just can't break through. And it's it appears that you could really believe the craziest things. It doesn't matter how crazy it is, as long as enough of you believe it. And well, there's and some sort of media to back it up. Yeah, and then to the thing, this is what I thought before, just in my random musings as to why people are insane. But there's a uh, there's motivations behind things that feed it. So look, we got capitalism. We've got people in dire situations. We got COVID happening. Um, uh, this the political approach with Donald Trump in office and how many lives were destroyed by just the way politicians go about things. Politicians have always been opportunists, but now they get to now tap into the insanity of regular people on a very quick basis. This is now rapid. So Dave, you talked about how you know movements happened before and people galvanized and organized and did activism, whatever they did. Now it can happen in a day. The January 6th thing could come can came together in however long weeks or, or so. Enough people put it together because they can see it immediately. Instead of waiting for a mailer or going out in their community center and seeing a flyer posted to a, a, a post, you know, it's right in front of them. And they can activate it way faster. So the, the rapid nature of destroying things is quick. It's like a virus, ironically. It can just take over so much quicker. So we have a horrible situation with our capitalism. People are desperate because we're getting no the healthcare. I'm talking specifically America. This is worldwide, but specifically here since this is where we are. Um, so then, like, there's desperation. So there's opportunists. If I want to make some money, I can tap into these people's insanity and go, "You're right. You're right." And I have this to say, and I have that to say. That's what all these pundits are doing, and it just accelerates the craziness even more because people want to make money off of it. 
And they don't care what happens to society because as long as I get mine, because everything else is falling apart. It's just, I think it's another element of it. It just, it, if, if we weren't so desperate, maybe we wouldn't be so crazy <laughs> and willing to believe it. Yeah, that's interesting. Desperation could play into it. And, you know, there are good examples of that too. The, the suicide story that I talked about was partially um, because they were so desperate in their family situations and they were gonna get married off, blah, blah, blah. And in Germany, obviously, where there was an enormous, horrible cult, uh, it, that formed because desperation of inflation in the post World War One situation. And so it does make people more susceptible to the wrong kinds of suggestions, it appears. But it, but Dave, I don't know if it's a last thing, but it's, it seems like there's no, like, it's just a part of humanity. And so when things like people will be able to do this pretty much ad nauseum going forward, we ain't going back to three stations, we're not going back to Walter Cronkite. So there'll be communities of madness probably forever and all around us. Does that make sense or not? Yeah, it makes sense, but at the same time, I know you'll love and agree with this. Things have never been better. For example, the vaccines were developed in record time and saved us from this pandemic. And thank you, Donald Trump. Technology <laughs> and innovation that's making life better. And some people are making money. I'm not talking about the billionaires and the people who are corrupting our system, but regular people, you just Buy a couple shares of this or that or Bitcoin or Amazon and next thing you know, you made a lot of money. Life has never been better, uh, yet you have the crazies and the people who don't want to get vaccinated. Yeah, it's true. Both are true at the same time. Um, and um, yeah, there's less war now. And guys, let's not romanticize the past. I think there was only a pocket of sanity in the time that we shared a culture. And there were things wrong with that culture too. But at least we shared it, and uh, and we were not ripping each other to shreds, uh, or we were, but it was accepted. <laughs> I mean, let's keep it real, right? Yeah. So, I mean, th- are things better now? I mean, I made the reference to Germany. Yeah, that, what was that? That was only eighty years ago, and that was pretty bad. Okay, that was way, 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 way worse than now. Uh, and and then you know, look, I don't want to make it too dark, but. The thing that I often, I, I always come back to, at least in my mind, and is is lynchings. Uh, it's kind of a weird thing to say, but the reason I come back to that is because I always think like, how could they have? Like how, 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 how? And because I hate to do it, I'll just say this one part. They had picnics around it. They had mm-hmm. picnics around it, yeah. and so. Man, we're capable of a lot of bad things, a lot of bad things, a lot of crazy things. But Dave's right, we're also capable of amazing things and wonderful things. And um, and, and I secretly have hope that we're gonna figure out climate change. Uh, a lot of people I know are really pessimistic about it. Um, um, but we figured out the vaccines and we're innovative little, you know what, right? <laughs> so. I guess what we're concluding on is, as long as the media is splintered, and from now on it will be forever splintered, um, as, and as long as communities can form independently, um, which they will be able to because of the internet, will always be divided. It's just a question of how much and how crazy.
Yeah, no, that sounds about right and it makes sense. On the specific point though of vaccinations, I don't know what'll happen. I think, I can't imagine, but people will have to realize that, oh uh, yeah, maybe we should. Like that guy that you started this talking about. Uh, he, he uh, I forget what, whatever, but he went pro vaccine and they fired him. But yeah, people are gonna start going pro vaccine. I, I think we're gonna improve in that narrow area. Over, you know, it's gonna take a few months, time, a year, whatever. And how much will people be worried about being outcasts from their communities? You know, because the point of doing that, it's only one guy, but the point is to make an example, obviously. So you don't come around here with that madness. I mean, look, we saw Larry Elder switch his mind on what he said happened with the 2020 election because he got pressured by the people he's trying to impress. And once you, you know, once you cross the line, anyone else that's a candidate that has any kind of standing may go, well, I'm not gonna be that dumb. Like it's all just to fit in. It's to make sure you you fit your yeah. your puzzle piece into the puzzle. And if it's a crazy puzzle, then fine. I'm the, I'm a part of the crazy puzzle as long as I'm in it. Yeah. So super lasting on this because okay, I Daniel Darling is the guy's name. You're again, you guys are right. Like, and and there's a part of humanity where you want to fit in because if you're ostracized from the group, then you're in the woods alone. Yeah. And so that's in our genes. And so and that. That fear of being ostracized is overwhelming, and the power of ostracizing is overwhelming. So, but all that is is true and clear. The last thing is, I wonder if Dave is right or wrong. So, yeah, Daniel Darling saw the light. I don't know that he ever didn't see the light, right? Mm-hmm. And and so, but he did get kicked out, and and Jr. is right that that's going to intimidate everyone else. And so, is there enough people who died where they then flip and go, ah, yeah, I guess that one true, right? Oops. Or, or does that never happen? No matter how many people die. I mean, seventeen hundred people a week dying in Florida from a limited group of people who are unvaccinated. I mean, they're dying at a crazy pace, an unbelievable pace, and. Yeah, whatever. I mean, eventually, I think eventually, yeah, Dave's right. Eventually, but it's gonna take a lot of people dying. I mean, you, we're crossing now barriers where we used to think people are only will only change their minds if it affects them directly, which is still true. But then there's still whatever percentage I'd have to do a study, but of people who don't care how close it is home to them. There's a guy who just died. And then there's a headline I read, so I don't know the details, so I apologize. But they said he died. After his father got COVID, and after his father got COVID and died, he said, I'm still not taking that vaccine. So the person who gave you life, you don't care that they died and you saw how it happened. So you did the same thing. So there's a certain percentage of people that still, even when it hits that close to home, they still won't flip it. Maybe he didn't like his father. Maybe they had a bad relationship. Maybe he was abusive when they grew up. I don't know, but he didn't even care. And there's another story, like these are all just minor stories. About things that happen in small in people's lives that are unknown, but when it gets that close to home, they still go, "Yep, my mom died." Whatever. Who does that? Some people. So they all have to die first, and then take others with them that shouldn't have had to go, and maybe we'll get there. I don't know. Okay. So, yeah, unfortunately, I've concluded. It's not conclusions too strong. But right now, if I had to guess, I would guess that cognitive dissonance is going to kick in 
and they're gonna keep moving the goalposts. Instead of saying, "Oh yeah, my dad died, my uncle died, maybe they were right all along. They're gonna say, "Oh no, they died because they didn't get horse paste. And if the doctor had just given them horse medicine, they would have survived. Oh yeah, the doctor screwed us. That's what I'm worried that that's next. It is. It's it's almost definitely next. <clears throat> JR and I were talking about this in the morning. I briefly mentioned it on the Young Turks today. They're gonna start saying that the doctors are killing people instead of saving them. <sighs> because yeah, that rabbit hole has no end. <laughs> um, okay, let's move on to other stuff. Uh, but before we do that, I wanna read some member comments. Um, Pale Blue Dot writes in the member section, Dave Kohler alert, Dave Kohler alert. And then <laughs> Biden flavor corn pop rice in Dave Kohler. That's it, and a bunch of emojis. <laughs> uh, explosions, hearts, fire. Uh, Progressive Dragon says, please make me laugh tonight. It's been a rough, tough few days. Can do, I hope. Uh, we're gonna get to that in a second. Occam's Taser says, who on the panel is broadcasting from LAX? That's a good question. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, question. sorry. That's me. I live right next to LAX and my windows are open because it's hot today. I can close those since you guys are complaining. So. <laughs> it's literal. They were joking, but it's literal. Oh, okay. no, no. There's airplanes flying by. Um, I'll be back. <laughs> okay. He's actually going to literally close the window. Okay. <laughs> uh, and and Ben uh, lives near another airport, so we get that when he's on the show. Uh, Tyler Hackner says uh, on YouTube Super Chat. Tyler, thank you for using Super Chat. Uh, just says, love this show. Right back at you. By the way, you can hit the join button below and try to call out names. Look at this, Dragon Princess gave 500 bits, BC Trumpet gave 200 bits. Uh, I read Crazy Hawaiian and tell me what you put in the beginning of the show, but love you guys anyway. And Brett Ehrlich says, quote, I am real. Oh, okay, so Brett Ehrlich's been a member on Twitch for 11 months. We like that, Brett. Should have been 17, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, okay. Synth Beats just subscribed with Prime. Velvet Goldmine subscribed with Prime. They've been subscribed for nine months. And they say, woohoo, nine months on Twitch. I've been a TYT.com member for five years. And I've been watching since about 2010. What a great old school panel to celebrate my subversary. Subversary, an awkward word, the kind of word we would have made up on old school. So I like it. And thank you for doing both. Really appreciate it. So here's my pet peeve, and then I'm gonna throw it to the pet peeve kings. Um, people who don't know the cadence of conversations. I say something, you say something, somebody says mm or yeah or okay. It's usually a verbal cue that they're about to say something next. So when you get a chance, take a break and let them jump in, okay? <laughs> I've now been on the phone. Well, many times in my life, but recently a couple of times as well, where people just don't understand that. They'll talk for 12 minutes straight. And I always think like, have you been living on the same planet as us? Do you know that people generally say something in the middle of a conversation and then you go back and forth? Um, I can't be alone in this observation. Uh, so I'm not gonna even ask if it's real, it's definitely real. How much does that bother you guys, or is it just me with that pet? We're talking people just bulldozing the conversation constantly. Yeah, yeah, and and never stopping, no matter what verbal cues they get, <laughs> or in person sometimes like physical cues, like somebody will be like and and kind of like lean in. Mm -hmm. Nope, keep going. 
They, they're in the middle of an eight minute rant. Not even rant, just an eight minute nonstop talking. Well, I, I guess mine is more when I'm trying to leave a conversation and they won't let me. Yeah, that's a similar. It's a similar thing. Like if, you know, if you you can give cues like if you have your bag, and you kind of take two steps away from them, you're like, yeah, you're right. You know what? That's right. Like this, there's. It's almost like a telephone conversation. You know, when your boss get off the phone, I was just telling my wife about this the other day. I said, I think we don't talk on phones enough anymore to know when someone to know how to hang up. Because I have to hang up on people about 35% of the time. No, I'm sorry, 45, 50% of the time because. You go, okay, yeah, sure, good to see you, thanks. I'll talk to you later, okay. After the okay, you go, bye. But people keep going, sure, that's right, I hear you, okay. I'm like, okay, bro, I'm already gone. Anyway, people don't get the normal cues for how to hang up a phone, so they probably don't get their normal cues on how to progress a conversation. If somebody gives you that, I don't know why it is, it's weird, I, again. Hey, don't make me go back to the fact that we don't speak to each other anymore. Cause I'm really sound like an old man today, but it's cause people don't know how to talk anymore. Speaking and talking and having a conversation isn't a thing anymore. It's it's typing to each other and it's messaging each other. And I'm not saying it as a bad thing. Cause if you call me and I see the phone ringing, I'm gonna wait for it to stop ringing. So I can text you and say, what did you want? <laughs> well, then you can't complain about people not talking anymore if you do that. You had me all the way until then. But I do love the old man like uh, rants. That's that that I'm here for. <laughs> we, I'm being Dave honest. And I, Dave and I had a friend who would hang up abruptly. Um, and <laughs> so the minute he got a sense you were done with the conversation, he'd be like, okay, bye. And he'd be like, what? And he's already gone. Okay. <laughs> And so I used to think that was kind of weird, right? Now I miss it because JR, you're right. And I'll and I'll out one person here. And th this is not the first pet peeve I started with. This is now JR's pet peeve. <laughs> and, and look, half of you are gonna say, oh yeah, me too. My mom, I love her, but she doesn't understand. Great mom, good to hear from you, love you, gotta go. She's like, yeah, so as I was saying. <laughs> No, not as you were saying. I, like it, I make like I gotta go is not subtle. <laughs> you know what happens? Also, the other one used to be, so I'm gonna let you go. I mean, that was the thing. I'm gonna let you go. No, that means I'm gonna let me go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. But that was nice and polite, you know. <laughs> Dave, thoughts go. Yeah, so of course it's real. If it's in a personal conversation, maybe it's annoying. It's just not a pet peeve. I feel as bad for that other person who doesn't get it as I do for myself. <laughs> but when it's in a conversation where you're trying to accomplish something, which could be either work or something like in your personal, like a doctor or someone who's gonna fix something in your house, you have a Objective of the conversation, and they go on and on and on and on. Then, then it enters pet peeve land for me, but only in that specific case. Or oh, for business, in business situations. Business, like or when you're trying to accomplish something. If it's a personal conversation, and another person's just going on and on and on, yeah, it's annoying, but whatever. So, not a, personal peeve, not a pet peeve. Okay, that's funny because it's funny on a couple of accounts. I like that Dave has a very specific plumber slash doctor rule. <laughs> like, yeah, it's okay, it's okay. Unless you're a plumber, doctor, or accountant. No, then wrap it up, dude. Wrap it up. Okay. Because there's nothing personal there. Like he doesn't have any emotional or personal connection to this plumber or doctor. He's like, why are we still talking? 
we don't have to do this. At least if it's you know your family, you can be like, okay, I care about them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's we've hit on something interesting though, is what Jr. said, which is who hangs up first. I don't like to hang up first, and and maybe that is partly related to all these pet peeves we're talking about. I like to let them go. <laughs> I say I'm gonna let you go. I don't yeah. say it that way, but my verbal cues are that way, right? And in fact, I actually developed kind of almost a borderline tick. Um, I wonder if it annoys. I think Dave is more likely to hear it from me uh, than Din Jr. But well, actually, you're all likely to hear it because I say it on air too. Uh, when I want to go, I say, "Okay, last thing." Yeah. And and then I say my point, and I guess that's my cue. Like I gotta wrap this up. Is <clears> that <throat> annoying? So I'm doing two different things at once. Let's talk about my last thing. I once. love that. No, I need that. I like that because I, I need structure. I'm a structure person with everything. I'm a little bit too much. I think you guys found that out a couple weeks ago when we talked about socks. So I'm definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're borderline <laughs> OCD or like maybe way past the borderline. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a structure person. If you give me a structure for how this is going to end, we will end it. And if I don't, if I say we're doing the show and I do have one more thing to say, I will say, but I do have one last super last thing for me too. You know, I'll say that because I gotta get it out. But there's many times where I don't get that out because I'm like, we already went super last thing, let's go. But oh, I'm 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 there for I'm there for the for the the, the verbal cues of let's end this, let's wrap this up. It's cool. But when it comes to hanging up, it's so weird. I didn't even it's subconscious, bro, because I didn't even know this consciously. But now that you say it, I do. I also like letting the person hang up. But I don't like them doing it too fast. Okay, wait. So my wife hangs up fast lately. Before she was way slower. And you, you'd be okay. See you. Bye. Look at your phone. It's like a second or two beat. And if I get to it, I'm like, oh, I hope she wasn't still saying something. And I get off. But if as soon as I take my hand off my the phone off my ear and it's already on the red, I'm like, damn, <laughs> that was quick, bro. Like, you, was you trying? Was that bothering you? You know, like no, it's no, so no, no. It's, it's over. So weird. It's, it's over. So weird. I don't even want to hear from uh, Justice Kohler. This case is decided. <laughs> uh, we have a new old school rule. Jar is absolutely right. The correct way to hang up is a two-second buffer. Enough time to kind of look at your phone, make sure everybody's okay, and then hang the uh, press the hang up thing. Because if you just go too abruptly, um, then you don't know if you're being rude. If they don't let you go, they're, I don't know about rude, but they're not getting it, right? <laughs> so you gotta let people go, but you can't be too abrupt. Hence the one and a half to two second rule. Absolutely, 100%, 100%. But the thing is, I, I, I don't wanna be the first one either. But I don't want you to be the first one too fast. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do old school for. That's so now we know that fact about humanity. Dave, uh, uh, how about you? Does when I say last thing, does that annoy you, or did you even notice? Oh, I definitely know. First of all, you violate last thing, as you know, because you have super <laughs> and super super last things. But other than that, <laughs> if, if I'm someone who talks to you or can talk to you whenever is necessary or on some frequent basis, then it doesn't bother me at all. Yes, yeah, super la last thing for this conversation. I'll talk to you later. But if it's somebody talking to you who perhaps doesn't speak to you very frequently, or maybe this is like once or once a year. I can see that person getting annoyed by it, but mm -hmm. not me. 
but okay, that's fair. And do you know uh, if you hang up first, or generally you let the other person hang up first? I, look, ninety-eight percent of the time, it's all done properly by both people. You two, and your rule is correct, but you're gonna have a miserable life if you're overly obsessed with these details. <laughs> like most of the time it works. You're talking, hey, yeah, oh, that was great. Yeah, good talking to you. See, yeah, clear. It's all smooth. You're talking about the the rare occasions when someone is either too fast or too slow. Don't worry about it. This is the problem though. I mean, not the problem, but it does, it's the solution is just don't get on the phone like I don't. Unless your mom calls, because then you, you have to. Yeah, no, I, I almost I almost never let it ring. Um, but on the other hand, I'm not like my dad either. My dad will, if the phone rings, he thinks every single time it's a national emergency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on, I'm getting on the phone, right? And you're like, all right, dad, dad, you're, you're driving. It's okay, like, well, they, they'll leave a message or you call them back. They're, the great thing about cell phones is their number is right there. <laughs> You just redial it. It's not like the old days where you missed it. God, well, well now we'll never know. Who you remember those days? <laughs> the degree to which I can see your dad doing that is so clear. It's 100% clear. I've never seen him do it, but I can see it. It's thoughts. Yeah. By the way, though, to be fair to my dad, those bad old days were scarring. I hate it when somebody called and I missed a call and they didn't leave a message. And I always thought, no. Yeah. It could have been Khan, it could have been David. Could, I don't, maybe we're gonna play kickball, it was gonna be great, but now it's it's gone. Everything is up on his head now because I have one more. Not you bringing all this to the forefront of my brain. Um, if you call me and I don't pick up, please, 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 please do not leave a message. Please don't leave a message. Hey, don't tell me why you called, don't <laughs> tell me who you are, don't tell me your phone number because it's right there, bro. You just called me. So. <laughs> I don't need information. The point of answer machines back in 1980 was, hey, it's Jim. I'm just calling. It's 4:43 p.m. on Tuesday. I was just calling to see. No, I don't need any of that. You know what? I saw the Jim called when I saw the missed call. Under Jim is the phone number. <laughs> if I want to know what that is, the time you call <laughs> metadata. If I yeah. want to know why you called, I will respond. <laughs> Yeah, no, but you know what? Almost no one does that anymore. And that that for me, that flipped about two years ago. My mailbox on my phone has been full for about two years, and I haven't cared because nobody leaves messages anymore. And I stopped leaving messages. Um, I just realized I said nobody leaves messages anymore. How would I know? My mailbox has been full for two years. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they would have left messages. Anyway, uh, but I know when I stopped leaving messages for Ben. Uh, so be and why Ben? Because that some bitch never picks up his phone, <laughs> right? So Absolutely. I used to leave a message back in the day, and then he has a really long um, answering machine message or whatever greeting, right? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait, why am I leaving a message? I'll just text him, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> that was my breakthrough. All right, I don't have to leave a message. I can just text. Easy. Okay, now we're gonna go on to your guys' pet peeves because apparently Dave was not impressed by mine. Uh, but I'm gonna read some comments first. Oxbox1991 says, "LOL, this is turning into a boomer con." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 
called old school. They won't take this off. Tell me what to put gave 2,345 bits. I swear to God, I read that. Now I might have read it three times. Don't get me wrong. I love tell me what to put. And I see it every day, the bits that they put in, it's amazing. Now, Dave Schmidt, 311, gifted another sub. This I didn't know. Davis gifted a total of 215 subs. That's amazing. So thank you, Dave Schmidt, 311. <coughs> uh, you're awesome. Uh, and uh, Atomic Ann on uh, the member section says, Love it, Dave keeping it real, always. Dave does not have a non-real mode. Uh, <laughs> that's not a thing that exists. Zoolander establishment Dems writes in, is there something past super last thing? Yes, oh, it's not yeah. a mug that Judith made for me. It's super, super last thing. <laughs> but I don't think I've ever done a triple super. Uh-oh. Probably not. No, not I, don't, I don't think so. We may have to go to the tape. But I'm not sure. Yeah, we'll have to go to the videotape. Warner Wolf. Um, that's an old school reference. Is Atomic okay. Ann the Atomic Ann from like 18 years ago? Yeah. That's crazy. That's she crazy. only shows up uh, during old school on the comment section. Oh. I don't know why. Yeah. But Atomic Ann's been around forever and we love her. Uh, but I never see her comment during the main show. I only <laughs> see it during old school. Too many young whippersnappers that aren't old school folks. Yeah, but you know what? I like it. It's quirky. I like quirky. Uh, so speaking of quirky, Dave Kohler, pet peeves, go. I'm pretty weak here today. Uh, I hate it when the weather met people on TV say the temperatures are going to be hotter this weekend. The temperatures <laughs> are not hot. Temperatures are high or low, but they're not hotter. <laughs> <laughs> Your pet peeve. <laughs> oh, I knew I'd love it one way or another. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, I told you it'd be weak sauce, but that, that's what's on my mind right now. Another one, true. though, with the weather people, it just happened a few days ago. It was hot, and they said, the, the weather person, whoever it was, said, Oh, we had a high of uh, a high today of 91 and triple digits in some areas. Well, was the high 91 or was the high in the triple digits in some areas? <laughs> <laughs> Logical inconsistencies, okay, and, and grammar. Those are Dave's pet peeves and that makes sense. Knowing him, it has been that for a while. Um, and uh, But what I got out of that story is, Dave, you're still watching local news? Well, yes, it's huh. self-inflicted self torture, it's so, so bad. It's been so bad for 40 years. Yeah, but yeah. Has it, but is it worse now? I, I, no, I don't think the same. It hasn't changed. It's, and I don't sit there and watch it. You know, <laughs> doing dishes or something. Too late, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you're out. It. You watch it. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> you're allowed to watch it. It's, That's it's terrible. quirky, but um, <laughs> I remember when I started telling Ben that I, you know, I don't watch local news anymore, and I think their days might be numbered. And he's like, "Nah, it's not gonna happen." Now it's like we catch we catch Dave watching local news, and we're like, "Whoa, quirky!" <laughs> <laughs> I also I like seeing Hermela Aragawi every once in a while. I get so excited at like your dad answering the phone. Yeah, Hermela uh, used to work with us at Current TV, and we all love her. And so, uh, yeah, she's a local uh, reporter on CBS. So you're right. I mean, when I see, I I don't watch TV, but 
I'll see her on Instagram or something. And I'll be like, Carmella, there she is on the set. There it is. Look at her, right? Um, but now you stumble onto another thing, which is do you keep the TV on in the background? I never do that because I hate peripheral noise and I can only concentrate on one thing at a time. So if a TV's on, it's I'm not hearing it, it's only driving me crazy. It's like bad white noise, whatever that is, okay? Um, it's almost like rainbow noise, it's so distracting. I'm like, ah, it's nails on a chalkboard for me. Um, JR, do you have the TV on in the background or no? Um, yeah, I do, but it has to be certain things. It has to be something that I can. I only need to pay attention to whenever something my ear happens to open up. Like today, if it's too quiet, I don't like. I don't like silence. Like I've I've lived in a big city too long. I don't like silence. I grew up like in the country, like out in the country in St. Louis County, but it was like the country. Like our backyard was the damn woods. So <clears throat> I grew up with like. Not silence, but it was the sounds of the woods, crickets and whatever random bugs are back there. But I'm used to traffic now, and as you heard, airplanes, <laughs> horns, and all this stuff. So like, if it's too quiet, I I can't go to sleep in silence. I can't do it. But I'll need the TV for sleep. But there's a there's a thing like today while I was working, I was editing videos today, and the dog was here, and it was just me and the dog. And I was like, man, this dog must be bored as hell right now. So I just turned on MLB Network so we could have some analysis, sports talk analysis in the background, or maybe some highlights here and there. And if you hear someone go, you know, and this is when I started talking about the Met stuff that I'm bringing up later, is that they go, oh, and Francisco Lindor, I'm like, oh, I wonder what Francisco Lindor is doing. And you check out Francisco Lindor, then you go back to what you're doing. It's beautiful, it's a beautiful situation. It doesn't oh. have to take over, but it's not super yeah. loud either. No, what you just described is a form of torture for me. <laughs> uh, I get distracted every time. I, can't, I won't be able to do my work, and I don't want to know about Francisco Cabrera or whatever his name is. <laughs> uh, and so, and and but the most amusing part of the story was that you cared about the dog's boredom. Yeah, <laughs> it has never occurred to me to care about a dog's state of excitement. <laughs> I can tell, yeah, it's certain dogs. Some dogs don't let you know, this one does. Every time you do something, he'll look up and go, so what's going on? And if it's nothing, he'll put his head back down and go. And I'm like, damn, <laughs> this guy's really bored. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. Not human and that you're projecting. <laughs> but uh, Dave, all right, so we only have a minute left and we slid in the, so. For those of you who are members or can become members right now by hitting the join button below or tyt.com slash join. We still have JR's porn story, the Mets story, and 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 we still haven't gotten to JR's pet peeve. So all that tyt.com slash join is gonna be in the next episode. But Dave, do you have the TV on all the time in the background or, or no, just- Not all the time. The answer is yes, I have it on in the background. It's, I'm not saying it's not from morning till night, but a chunk of the day, yes. And is what is it normally on? Is it like because local news is not on twenty four seven, so it's like Wendy Williams going on in the background, and you're cool. It's a lot of local news, some CNN, some cable news, and sports too. And during like now U.S. Open, there's just tennis on in the background all the time. That's great. It's perfect. Yeah. No. <laughs> like you're either watching it or you're not watching it. And if you're trying to watch it and you're trying to do work, then you're Annoyed by work because you want to watch the match, right? Background. And you're not trying or not trying. It's just not background. Middle. 
like non-committal. It doesn't have to. It's it's not asking for too much. We gotta go, guys. Uh, uh, if you, you remember, uh, we'll start with porn uh, in the next episode. <laughs> okay, so um, tyt.com/slash/join. We'll see you over. There.